This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, trigger warning, we're talking about internet message boards. Plus, Biz is feeling paralyzed, Teresa gets stranded, and we talk to Brian Gordon of Foul Language Comics. Woo! What an exciting sounding show. I know. I can't wait to tune in. (laughs) (laughs) How are you, Teresa? I'm fine. I have a cool little story for you. I love cool little stories. Okay, so remember a couple weeks ago when I my car got hit by another car? Yeah. Uh, while I was in it. Yeah. Uh, so my car is in the shop getting fixed. Okay. And, and you had some really relaxing uh, things that happened in relation with getting your car fixed in a oh, rental yeah. car last week oh, as well. Oh, yeah, right. So, so that happened. Yeah, so that happened. Yeah. So then uh, over the weekend, we took the kids up to the snow. Uh, We went up to the Sequoia National Forest, which is really incredibly beautiful. I bet it is. We had never been there. It was amazing. So anyways, it's about a four-hour drive from here. So we had Jesse's car. And uh, on the way down the mountain, uh, the day that we like went up to the snow, the the car stopped working. Huh. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And that's uh, a thing. Yeah, it was like uh, it was working. It was like a suspension related thing. Mm. It was working to the point where thankfully we could get back down to the cabin where we were staying. But it was very scary to do so. We had to go very slow. So it took a really long time. (laughs) Um, And then we had to uh, call a tow truck, have the tow truck the day that we were going to go home, which was the next day, have the tow truck come, take Jesse and the car 35 miles away to the nearest town oh my God. To, uh, <laughs> to a place to fix it. Then Jesse had to go rent a car, drive back yeah. up to get us, uh-huh. to get the family. Uh-huh. Then we drove back down into the town uh-huh. to wait for the car to be ready. Turned out the car wasn't going to be ready, ready that day. Yeah. So we drove back to Los Angeles in a rental car. So later this week, I'm going to have the pleasure of driving that rental car back up to this uh, city that's about three and a half hours north of here oh. and return the rental car and pick up our car and well, bring it back home. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then it was so funny because uh, I was trying to wow. figure out like, uh, and by the way, my kids were so good. They were like That's magical. Good. Like That's I want to nice. give them each gold stars. Nice. And it was so funny because like, so all this is going on while we have just like multiple other weird yeah. things going on. Like we aftermath of my car accident. We've got this weird thing going on at our house with water damage. That's going to cost a lot of money, wow. like rip out floors and stuff. And we've got like just multiple things coming at us right now. And uh, just, you know what? I'm going to say this is a compliment your partner. It's time to compliment your partner. Jesse just says, you know, when we something we find out some additional news about the car, um, and it it's just one of those. It's just been one of those times where just multiple things it seem to be multiple obstacles coming our way, and Jesse just says to me, um, "Do you think our family motto should be?" Thorns love a challenge. (laughs) And it was funny because it's totally not true. (laughs) But it was also really like an awesome thing to say because it did like put things in perspective of like, 
sure. Like, these are just challenges. Like, it's been right. a lot and it kind of sucks. Yeah. Uh, but... Sure, why not? Sure, Thorns why not? love a challenge. I like We're gonna it. We're going to take care of business, and good. it's all going to ultimately be okay. Good job. Um, so good job, Jesse. That made just like him saying that made me feel a lot better about things. Nice. Oh, that's good. That's nice. You're in it together. Yeah. That is some serious karma shit coming back yeah, to play on you. Fuck? I don't know what what, what happened. Somebody else said the karma thing to me too, and Some I don't way. appreciate that. It's like <laughs> I know, I know. It's the like karma this, thing is... it's this statement that like I did something to deserve well, this. See, I actually like somehow like the I'm karma deserving thing because this. well, because I'm like, good, let's work it out. Like mm. get it on out, get it universe. Out. Huh. Let's like get that shit. Like clearly something's getting worked out. Huh. I'm in it. I'm in it now, which means when it's over. We the the balance will be back, right? That's how I look at it. Okay, I don't look at it as like a well. But couldn't this also be like the opposite direction? Like maybe I didn't do shit to deserve oh, this, but now be. I'm doing all this yeah, terrible something stuff. Something great's about to happen. Something great is about there to happen. To even that but out. Either way, okay. So I'll just put it more up instead of being like that's some karma shit. That <laughs> that's some karma shit. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. How are you? I'm not doing well. Uh, I'm going to just try and keep this really clean. Okay. So, uh, see, and like, I don't know why this is so like emotionally hard for me right now. And I I apologize. I'm really stressed out about it. Uh, So Ellis is is doing preschool two days a week. And it's great. So none of this is about like abandoning my child (laughs) or neglecting my child guilt issues Okay, because, you know, the separation stuff is difficult when I go, but I'm fine with it. I love the school. Ellis talks about how much he likes it when he's home. He gets sad when I say goodbye, but it's fine. Like, it's fine. It's more of, uh, like, there's there's a scheduling thing that now has come up where I don't... Okay, so just to remind everybody, Ellis is two. He... The best way to get him to sleep through the night, we discovered, you know, when he was somewhere in the ones, was he goes to bed at 5.30, and he wakes up at 5.30, but he sleeps pretty much through the night. And if we adjust anything, he still wakes up at 5.30. (laughs) So, like, he just, that's his window. That's his window. Um, And so he naps at 10.30. So for us, a 1.30 nap is a 10.30 nap for Mm -hmm. us. You know, uh, 4 o'clock, getting ready to start thinking about Ellis's dinner is for other people 6 or 7 o'clock, right? Right. So it's always been, like, sort of a weird thing to explain to people. But, like, that's his universe. You're, like, on Hawaii time. Right. And it really (laughs) works well for us. And it allows me then to, like, have some downtime, get dinner ready for the rest of the family. Mm -hmm. Uh, Katie Bell and I get to eat. Stefan doesn't really get home until after Katie Bell and I are done with dinner. And she's, like, usually in the bath. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, he has given up naps with me, uh, even when I lay him down and leave him in there for 45 minutes screaming and crying and like whatever. He just it's been three months of this. Mm -hmm. Um, He does sleep with the babysitter who would used to come three days a week. But we've replaced the babysitter with daycare. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, I've got two days a week where he goes to. Uh, the the preschool and yesterday was his first full day where he napped there and he napped there mm-hmm. great that's good yeah but he's napping uh from like you know twelve forty five until two thirty mm-hmm. sometimes he could go as long as three they don't really force the kids up until three o'clock Katie Bell's school gets out at three fifteen on the other side of town which is about fifteen minute drive mm-hmm. that does not include getting children into cars into seats in their jackets all mm-hmm. the stuff that you have to do right yeah. so 
there's the one scheduling thing of, am I going to leave him there to nap and like hope that he's up at 2.30, which gives me the time to get us back over there? Mm -hmm. Do I leave him at the school until like 3.45 and go get Katie Bell and come back and get him? Mm -hmm. For two days a week, is it worth having him do this later nap with a possibly later bedtime if for the rest of the week he wants to go to bed at 530, mm -hmm. right? And I am, like, literally paralyzed by trying to make a decision of, like, how I want to adjust his schedule mm -hmm. or do I want to adjust his schedule um, or do I go get him before naps? Like, mm -hmm. let him have lunch at the school and go get him and bring him home. And even if he doesn't nap with me, who cares? We're going to bed at 530. He's already not napping if, even if we weren't at the school. Like, is the value of the nap more important? Is the value of not disrupting the schedule we already have in place more important? Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't have an answer. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm usually really good at being like, all right, here's the plan. We're going to stick with this new plan. Mm -hmm. Like last night, I moved everything up like an hour, out an hour because of the nap that he had at school. He was up like even earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like five fucking o'clock this morning. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, Waking up in the middle of the night and this gets into my brain and I start overthinking it. And so and on top of it, I feel like guilty, bullshit guilty to even be like talking about it, mm -hmm. given how you kids needing to be in daycare like all day. Mm -hmm. Like I feel bad that I get this luxury of choosing what time I get to go pick up Ellis. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Right. So it's like I feel like I'm in one of those like mom universes where it's like, am I even allowed to like ha have this be something that's so like stressful to me when I could be, you know, back in a situation I was in, say, you know, five years ago with Katie Bell where I was working. You know what yeah. I mean? And like I had different timings. But like so it's like really anyway, that's just where I am. Yeah. So it just that feels sounds super so screwed hard. Up. It's so it's totally screwed up. And like. I mean, I know you already acknowledged that it's kind of bullshit that you feel guilty about this, but it's like uh, we've already talked about so many times how, like, everybody is living out their own worst nightmare. Do you know what I right. mean? Like, there's nothing there's nothing enjoyable about this situation. Like, this is not I mean, it's not about comparing your situation to other people's situations. What you're dealing with right now is your life and Ellis's life being like totally kind of just messed up right now. Right. Like everything is like in the blender. Um, I can remember when I first started taking Oscar to school and I was having a hard time with the separation. And on top of that, I couldn't figure out how to use my time when right. he was there because I was so used to this schedule of we do the YMCA and we do the grocery store and we do this and then you nap and I work while you nap and mm -hmm. then we do something with, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden I was like, okay, so does that mean I don't get to exercise anymore? Right. Like what time is too late to pick him up? Like, and then like the, on top of that, the pressure of getting stuff, getting enough stuff done, done. to like justify that he's there basically all day like right. there's just so it was really fucking hard and it and I even though I knew 
like I knew there was no turning back. I didn't want I didn't really want to like right, go yeah. back. I don't want to go back. Yeah. No, I didn't want to go back, but I was like, but this sucks. Like this mm-hmm. isn't the like nice relief right. that I thought it was going to be. Everything just feels muddled up and confused. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing right. when and I don't know like what's better for I mean it's just and I think the situation that you're dealing with is you know, the two days a week thing is it's a great chance for him to have this time there without it being like, you know, just totally uprooting everything right. for him. Like, it's really nice that it's two days, but it's kind of fucked, too, because it's like you can't get into a routine. a routine. Like, you have this, you know, every day is different kind of thing. Right. All of that aside, the issue of the kid who sometimes naps and sometimes doesn't is a real and true nightmare. Yeah. Like that is, and a lot of us don't deal with it till later. Some people deal with it starting at yeah. like much younger. But like it, that is a true nightmare because you, again, you can't. It's just unpredictable. It's so unpredictable. And like sometimes they're grumpy because they're like more tired yeah. or sometimes, you know, sometimes they nap forever and then they don't need as much sleep that night. So right. They go to bed later. They wake up. Or, I mean, it's just, you're in that thing of like, I, I don't know what to expect. And like, I think you and I, one thing we both have in common is we do really like our routines. Like we do really like to have a schedule (laughs) that like works. And um, so I am, I am resonant, like your thing is resonating with me. I am like really feeling you right now. And um, I think that everybody listening would say something supportive to you right now. I don't think anybody's going like, oh, wow, that must be nice. You know what I mean? Right. It just sucks. Right. So you're doing a really good job with it, though, because you're trying to figure out the answer. Thank you. It, 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 is, it does help. It, you know, I, I think one of the things that uh, we talk about uh, as a result of the show is that somebody else is probably dealing with what you're dealing with yeah. out in the universe. And it's very helpful to uh, know that, um, which I think segues nicely into uh, some of the upsides of what we're going to be talking about today, uh, finding mutual support out on the internet as we talk about internet message boards. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Have you ever been apart? Of an internet message board, and I think that's like for the record because I feel like I I know the the internet world changes. Uh, there are chat groups, there's internet message boards, there's you know sort of email message groups. Mm-hmm. There are now Facebook groups and private pages. Ah, there's like a million yeah. ways yeah. to get together with people for a common reason, yes, or common theme. Uh, but for I think. The better purposes of the show, we're just going to say message boards. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been a part of a message board or gone out looking for a message board community? You or mean in- like before ours started? Right, right. Well, and I mean, because yeah. I think it's not just parenting. I mean, like any, yeah, any, any board, parenting, non-parenting, anything. Yes, I have been a part of a few, but I think I didn't really... 
um, get super into anything until having Simon and okay, and like getting into like a couple parenting message awards. All right, yeah, yeah I feel yeah. Sometimes parenting is the gateway drug, yeah. into the world of message boards. Yeah, when I moved to New York uh, back in two thousand, I uh, you know, didn't know a lot of people there, and you know, again, the internet was you know. Yeah, Facebook wasn't there. Right. There was no Facebook, right. guys. MySpace wasn't even there. Um, Friendster, friends, maybe Friendster a few years later, actually. <laughs> um, but it was 2000, and I joined a message board called um, Yesterday Land, and uh-huh. it was just a place that like people talked about like 60s, 70s, and 80s pop culture stuff. Oh. And huh. uh, there'd be different like boards for like TV, you know, commercials, like whatever. And there were a lot of really funny people there, mm-hmm. and it totally became this community for me where I'd go on, we'd laugh about some stuff and joke about some stuff. And, like, some of these people are actually my Facebook friends now, and we actually keep, uh, you know, in touch. But when I look back on it, and I think, you know, part of me is like, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but they, there were a lot of nights where I was really isolated and alone, and it really filled this place for me with genuine a genuine uh, relationship with people uh, nice. that I really liked. It yeah. really did that for me. Um, I have never gone out seeking that again, mm-hmm. uh, but it was nice. Nice, nice moment, nice window that I got to catch. Yeah, you know, that's great. In that zone. Yeah. And then, like you said, I had Katie Bell. And then you're like, you know, Yahoo answer boards, like yeah. whatever, like, am I having a baby now? Am I having yeah. a baby now? Am I having a baby now? Yeah. Is this labor? Is this labor? <laughs> and then you have the kid and you're like, is this sleep training? Is yeah. this like what? You know? Yeah. And I will say <laughs> that my experience has been, not that there weren't like blamers or like hate hate uh-huh. people on this like pop culture message board that I was on mm-hmm. it felt easier to ignore them on mm-hmm. a board talking about the Flintstones than it does say on a parenting board like is it other boards or just parenting boards just like a breeding ground for awfulness mm. and making you feel bad yeah. or like or just like crazy or just crazy I think it might be well. There's got to be other topics that some other topics right. that can ignite that kind of attitude. But I think we can, <laughs> religion is it yeah, like religion and religion. kids? Is that it? <laughs> no, I think there's got to be. I mean, there's got to be. But like we all know, parenting is a hotbed of issues. Yeah, and people and and it's just so it's so incredibly personal. I mean, you're not talking right. about. I mean, like, pop culture is such a nice thing to really connect right. with people about. If somebody doesn't <laughs> like a thing that you like, they you're a little bit like, oh, whatever. Right, yeah. But no like, one's, like, heartbroken when they say, I didn't like Family Ties. And yeah. are like, what does that mean yeah. that you don't like Family yeah. Ties? Like, what am I wrong what? for yeah. liking Family Ties? What's I mean, like... <sighs> <sighs> I could just turn the computer off and be fine. <laughs> you would just be like, oh, okay. Oh, okay, shut. That, I'll, I'll look at a different thread. Yeah. this thread is about not liking Family Ties. Family ties, right. that's not for me. Right. I'll just look for a different thread. Does anybody have cats being scared by cucumbers? I'll just yeah. go watch that for right. a little while. Yeah. Like, whatever. Uh, okay. yeah. yeah. No, so but I parenting. think it's, it's a big one. It's a really big one. And people can have a tendency to, um, you know, there's that thing that is everywhere on the internet, which is the lack of filter that right. a lot of people have. And, the, and, and, or it's not even, I don't even think it's about people personally. It's a, I think it's a psychological thing that, no one for can humans, see me. like it's very hard to make that leap of like, 
well, hold on. Whatever you type here is going to impact another human just as if you said it to their face. Like, that is a very hard leap, I think, for us to make psychologically. Right. And, like, I think it takes, for almost everyone, it takes having at least a few experiences, even with your friends over email, where you did kind of go a little too far or you just <laughs> right. didn't have that filter on and, and you and then you learn like you, it's pretty easy and quick to learn what happens when that happens. Somebody right. is going to get hurt and things can escalate very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about pitfalls first. Oh, sure. Before we get into the nice oh, things okay. that can happen, because I, I, I don't want to have to come back to it, but I think you're right. Yeah. There's also tone, uh-huh. which no one thinks about. Yeah. You're not using enough exclamation points. Right. Smiley faces. Caps. Yeah. <laughs> or like sarcastic, winky nudge, yeah. flaming poop. Right. Yeah. Like So like there's not knowing how you're going to come across sounding. Yeah. And there's whatever the reader is bringing into the reading yes. of it that oh, day. right. You know right. what I mean? Like, yes. uh, if I was having, like, a really difficult time, like like I am right now with the schedule yeah. thing, and I happen to, like, read somebody else talking about a scheduling challenge they had, I might read it in a way that it was not intended oh, totally. because I am just bringing some baggage into it. Yeah. Or if I'm having trouble, I think that there are, in parenting boards, we can all agree there's some big ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, sleep training and breastfeeding. Oh, yeah. You know, or bottle feeding. Those are the big ones. Landmines. Landmines. Yeah. And one of the things we work on so hard on the show is that, like, people's choices, people aren't making choices at yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> it's all individual choices. But that's one that's so stressful for people in their own lives that when you go out seeking advice or insight, it's really easy to misinterpret what people are saying or to not judge what they're doing. I I, I think that's it. It's like it's already hard enough as parents to go out and have these conversations face to face Mm -hmm. or to even witness other parents doing stuff and Mm -hmm. not like judging and feeling guilty and like all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then for some reason we're like, you know, it'd be a great idea. Mm -hmm. Let's go on to a message board and type some stuff out where we can't see anything or even know the people and see if that's more relaxing. Oh God. (laughs) It's just like a madhouse. But okay. So those I think are horrible elements of it right Mm -hmm. like and well also I think there's a part of it that you know message boards people are there to reach out and and often to ask for advice and often to ask for information on our on our group page we made a rule that you know you um have to identify you don't you say you want advice specifically otherwise nobody offers you advice like we just we just know that that's something that people sometimes need um but but on a lot of message boards as the reader like say you're not going there to post but you read somebody's uh, post or somebody's original post. Yeah, our brains are going to a place of I want to fix this for this person, right? And which is a judging place to be. It um, is a judging yeah. that is a. It's not. A, I'm not saying that in a necessarily negative place, but your brain naturally is judging. We're judging. What about this? Is what what needs to be fixed here? Right. And let me see what I have to offer to fix this. Right. That is just a judging place to be, and I think with parenting stuff, we're all so sensitive about a lot of these things, especially as new parents with little kids um, or as parents dealing with a new issue that hasn't come up before. Um, And and we are we are sensitive to judging. And yet we're going out there and we're putting ourselves there to be judged. I mean, we're putting ourselves there to have somebody else tell you what you're doing right or wrong and like help you fix a problem, which is I mean, 
it's a delicate place to be. I mean, you're really... You're really going, and I, I just think it goes wrong so many times. It, like, no, it, it just, really it's, does. It's so, and it even, you know, even for me, we have this group that's fantastic. I can have an issue going on, and I can think to myself, like, I can put this out there and ask this question. Am I ready to hear right. all the answers? Do I really want to hear all these answers? That's and right. Sometimes, and I, I, sometimes you just don't. And it doesn't mean that you don't want help right. from people, but, like, you just have to you know what I'm saying? All right, that's good. Okay. I think that ties into like when it works, it works, and when it doesn't, it doesn't. Like, why is that? And uh-huh. maybe, and maybe we've already touched on this a little bit, but like, why do we go? I feel uh-huh. like we go for help. Yeah, we go for camaraderie, mm-hmm. and we go for not feeling alone. Yes. like you want to hear Definitely. somebody else is doing what you're doing. So. That's like where that universe can be a great, supportive, awesome universe. However, it just doesn't wind up being that way. Like you said, it goes south so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we are in a unique position because we actually created one of these. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the One Bed Mother private Facebook group, which then spawned off a million subgroups mm-hmm. uh, so that everybody's not talking about like sewing. <laughs> in the middle of the main page, right? <laughs> um, but it's been really interesting to watch it grow from something small to something large and to see the issues that actually have arisen. Mm-hmm. One of the issues I think that comes up sometimes or that catches people off guards is that we have some specific sets of rules that we established mm-hmm fairly early on. And and we have a unique position, again, because we're kind of a comedy podcast that has just become a parenting Mm -hmm. podcast, right? And so the message board is for a is for One Bad Mother, which is a podcast. Yeah. Uh, But you go and you talk about kids and family and all these... And the episodes. And the episodes. (laughs) uh, And... But, like, the episodes can even get right. lost in it. Oh, and yeah. you're like, that's so odd. And so we made up these specific rules. So I, I'm going to – we're going to talk a little bit about some of the examples of our rules that mm. we came up with and why we are sticking to them. But the response that we get. Because I think there's mm. a larger question of, like, yeah. what, do, what do you expect as a person who goes to a board? How much privilege do you think you have in creating it if that group or that message board, you know, fulfills, like, 80% of what – your needs are Mm -hmm. if it's if you're disagreeing with or aren't happy with the other 20 percent do you does it matter (laughs) like do you do you get to say i i don't want you to have those rules you know what i mean like and then when does a board totally go south and implode yeah which i I'm waiting to see. I hope not. Um, so we came up with some specific rules for ours because mm-hmm. we realized the board was turning into sort of a parenting place. So we said things like, this isn't a place to talk about corporal punishment, you know, and this isn't a place to like spanking and things like that. And this isn't a place to talk about anti-vaccinations or even even as simple as uh, delaying your schedule, mm-hmm. right? Like that's just not where these conversations are going to take place mm-hmm. are two good examples. Mm-hmm. And we've gotten a lot of feedback of like, no, no, we should be able to talk about it. This feels like the place we should be able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. What about people who need help? And I think we had to have a really hard discussion of, well, there are other places you can go. It's mm-hmm. just not this place. Mm-hmm. One Bad Mother podcast, private Facebook page, isn't that place. And we've mm-hmm. had to really stick to that. Yes. We also said, don't be a jerk. 
Okay. And don't assume anyone else is being a jerk. And don't assume anyone else is being a jerk. Uh, don't give advice unless asked for it. Yep. Make sure you like label this is just a rant, not looking for help here. Yeah. <laughs> like they or like, or lots of times I love, I do too. and I've done this before, I love people saying like, I just want you guys to say something supportive yeah. and let me know I'm doing okay. And that is like a, such a great use of a, of a, a message, message board. board. I mean, I like, agree. we are all sitting here waiting to like help. And yeah. like, that's something I can easily do to help. <laughs> Give me instruction. Yeah. But you know, one of the ones that has caused the most problems is posting internet memes or like buzzworthy oh, yeah. links or like, you know, uh, video, funny videos about parenting or whatever. Yep. We stopped them. Articles. Too. Articles. Yeah. yeah. We stopped them because when you go to your own Facebook page, your feed is usually filled up with that already. Yes. Uh, and then you come to any other parenting group or message board you're on, and they show up there, too. And yep. I know the urge is I want to go out and share this with my other community, but there were some days where, like, we'd have 15 links to the same article. Yeah. Or And most of those articles and memes and videos aren't really helpful mm-hmm. and sometimes can be really negative. They can sometimes. And it's so hard to draw the line between it like is. the quote unquote good ones and yeah. the, you know, non helpful. I mean, it's just yeah. such a gray area. It, yeah, no, it is. So, like, when I look back on, there was an interesting thread on our own show, on our mm-hmm. own page about another show's parenting shows, mm-hmm. uh, private message groups, uh, getting imploding. What do you think you would do, Teresa, since we have the opportunity to be on this side of it mm-hmm. what would you do if the board started going nuts you mean what would i do as like an administrator yeah what you're I... I mean the board is technically representative of our show well like, I, I think, think like, we've so... had a lot of times it, like the group probably started a year ago yeah right, ish yeah and i think we've had a lot of moments where things felt like they might spiral out of control and yeah. we like had to like put our thinking caps on (laughs) and like figure out what to do. I mean, like for one thing, we have a lot of good admins. Like I think at this point we have four and they're so wonderful. And before that we had two others and they were so wonderful. And uh, you and I used to be more involved. We both at a key moment realized it was becoming too much on top of everything else we had going on. And we knew we knew that there were group members who would like to be involved right. and could do a great job being involved. So I think like us stepping back was actually really positive. And I think um, the admins have just done such a great job yeah. of kind of like troubleshooting as we go. But like, I think it's, you know, we've been screening people, which has been huge. I think part of it is like, Anytime just anyone can join something, yeah. it just does get crazy just because of like spam or people not reading about why they're there. Like right. the group pops up on your little like Facebook you might be interested in and then people just join because I have lots of people, you know, when I was screening requests, people say like, oh, I just wanted to join because it sounded like something cool. cool. Right. Which great. It is something cool. You're right. Uh, right. However, like we just want to make sure that everybody who's there is aware of what we're up to, is so, aware of like yeah. the whole point of this. And like I kind of think that's the only way it works. How do you survive as a member of one of these groups? And like what are your responsibilities mm. in it? And I think one of them is exactly what you said. 
when you see something that you think would be interesting, it's your responsibility to go look at the group description. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's your job to go and see what the rules are to decide, oh, I didn't even know this was about a podcast. Yeah. Well, you should. You should find that out. Yeah. Is it okay for me to post about, like, my personal service, like, consulting services that I offer? Like, you know, there's just a lot of... Because if you don't, you're setting yourself up to get mad and get hurt. Yeah. So like that, A, that's your responsibility. Mm-hmm. I've read a lot of comments recently of like, as the group gets bigger, people mm-hmm. feeling that their posts get lost. Mm, yeah. And then it reflects how they can feel in the real world where sure. no one's listening no to them. No one sees them, no one hears them. Oh, that's so terrible. Then they come into yeah. this place looking for support and then they feel like, but it's like, well, it, it's a lot of people. And if you post at 3 a.m., you know, Eastern time and everybody's on the West Coast. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. very easy for things to just move oh, down totally. a board. Oh, like, totally. what's your responsibility and what your expectations are of what you're getting out of this group? And I think the the final big one to help yourself survive is, is besides don't be a jerk and don't assume people mm-hmm. are being a jerk at you, is not to think that when you're reading discussions that you – that you don't agree with or don't want to be a part of, mm-hmm. not answering. Right. Like, oh, you, you God. don't have I'm so to glad like... you said that because I was just thinking that if that wasn't the last thing, I was going to have to add that on. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Don't, you don't have to answer no. every thread. You don't have to answer every disagree. If it's a, if somebody's having a wonderful conversation about balancing, you know, their work schedules and pumping. Right. <laughs> If you don't have something very specific to add about that, don't go in and derail the conversation to talk about, you know, uh, pumping issues with staying at home all the time. You know what I mean? Like, because that's, while it's also valuable and viable, it can be a different discussion. Totally. Right? So, like, it's sort of like the shit that goes around on Facebook normally, not even on a on a parenting page where it's mm-hmm. like on Father's Day, mm-hmm. mothers do a lot of work too. Or like on Mother's <laughs> Day, don't forget fathers. And you're like, guys, it's you just know a what? fucking Hallmark holiday. Everybody fucking relax. Totally. You know what I mean? And <laughs> another one is like, uh, if I see on my feed somebody I know say something that I don't understand, yeah. I just move on. I just I, move I, on. I figure it's not for me. Not for like, you. I, I'm not going to sit there and type a comment that says, what is this? Yeah, what do what? you mean? How does that? No, it's not for me. Right. Not for me. It's just like in a real face to face discussion with with each other. Like that thing that we work on all the time of. Yeah. Does she want me to say something? Yeah. (laughs) Probably not. Yeah. So like our, our general life rules should apply to our like, you know, online rules. Mm -hmm. And. Everything should be taken with a grain of salt, and you should assume that, you know, unless you're going to a Facebook or Internet message board designed to incite (laughs) rage (laughs) and internal violence, that's probably not what it's going for. And if you feel that way reading it, you have the absolute power to turn it off and stop feeling that way. True. And I do not think we give ourselves enough credit and ability, like— to turn it off, hang it up, <laughs> go somewhere else, go watch a Hulu, go watch Biggest Loser, everybody. Mm-hmm. Just like turn it the fuck off. Mm-hmm. You have the power to do that. And I promise you, if you close it and go get a drink, you know, coffee or whatever, and come back and open it, whatever you were looking at is gone. It's mm-hmm. going to be down the page. It's scrolling. It's somewhere mm-hmm. else. Yeah. So 
Good job, everybody. Yeah, you guys are great. Let's all get together and talk about this very show on the One Bad Mother private Facebook page after you read the <laughs> the group description. I'm Barbara Gray. I'm Brandy Posey. And I'm Tess Barker. Together, we make up the Max Fun podcast, Lady to Lady. Each week, we welcome a kick-ass lady guest. We talk about our lives, our dreams, and the terrible decisions we've made that still haunt us. Mm-hmm. We've had on great comedians like Aisha Tyler and Margaret Tro, plus screenwriters, doctors, authors, you know, anyone who's willing to be as open as we are. It's all a lot of fun. That's us, Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Going up to the snow was a genius. Yeah. I had been, like, promising my kids, and they've never been to the snow. So it was pretty special. (laughs) It actually was special. We got to this like sledding area that had been talked up to us um, in Sequoia National Forest. And um, I just, I was just expecting something a little bit like smaller and fluffier for my little cuties. (laughs) And (laughs) I mean, it was kind of intense. Like there were like giant dads like flying down the mountain (laughs) at like a million miles an hour. And like a couple times I had to like grab Oscar out of the way because the kid was just flying. And there were so many like it was just it was huge. There was a lot. There were a lot of people, a lot of people going really fast. It was kind of steep. The snow was like a couple weeks old. So it was hard. It wasn't like soft. You're like flying on it. Yeah. It's ice. Yeah. And like our friends brought the sled and it was like uh, a blow up inner tube saucer, which was awesome. However, literally it just catches air off of nothing right. so like it was they were flying and um <laughs> i had i let oscar go down like just the tiniest little one you yeah. know and um he loved it but simon i was so nervous because his friend who was there with us is like a little bit older and just like much more physical right. and like kind of like really more like comfortable doing that totally yeah thank you and you could see Simon really wanted to do it and expected to do it but that he was nervous and it was so hard for me not to say anything it was so hard for me not to be like either one way or the other like oh you have to do this it's gonna be great or like Simon, if you're scared, you don't have wow. to, or like any of that. Yeah. I just shut my fucking mouth because good, it's fine. Whatever job. he wants to do is fine. I don't want to like fuck it up. You oh know? my god, that's such a good Thank job. Thank you. And then that's he hard. It was so hard. That's it was really so hard. Hard. I cannot even do that in the bathroom. Stop jumping! Like everything in here is dangerous. <laughs> 
I get like that is so good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So and then he he did it and he had so much fun good. and it was it was great. Oh God, that's good. Uh, I went out with some girlfriends last night. Yes. Yeah. It was really fun. And I just like, Stefan was out of town. (laughs) We didn't even get into the fact that Stefan was out of town last weekend at a sketch comedy event. Like this thing that like he and I were was such a big part of our lives. Mm -hmm. And I didn't go. You know what I mean? And so there was like, I was a little hard. Uh, But it was also great for him to go and see, you know, all of our friends and his old friends and all that. But uh, over the weekend, I was talking to some friends and like, well, we should get the guy. I had to skip. One of my good friend's birthday parties to take Katie Bell to a birthday party. Oh, you know what so I mean? Unfair. That was lame. Yeah. And like, so uh, I was like, oh, we should go out and have drinks. And they're like, Tuesday. And instead of like panicking, I said, yeah, Tuesday. Great. Yes. And it was very good. Good job. Thank you. It was fun. Hi, this is Teresa. I'm calling with a genius. I've been frustrated uh, going over the checklist and every single day failing at so many things that we have to do. So I decided to do a reverse checklist. And what it is is that I got, I got myself a big board. I put it in my office. And instead of uh, putting a whole to-do list that I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be able to achieve because I have to... Uh, do so many things in between the kids, the family, and, uh, and work and everything. So, uh, so I'm putting every single thing that I do, and then I put a check mark. <laughs> and um, this is increasing my motivation, my frustration. It's really lower than it was. And guess what? One of those check marks is self care. <laughs> um, so I love it. it. It's working for me. It's like some sort of positive reinforcement and you know it's like you know it's actually working better because the more checklist i see the more i want to do and i'm being more productive so um thank you you guys are my therapist um <laughs> i love you guys i hate the show bye-bye i love it i mean like we've talked about this on the show but i just thought it'd be a great reminder of just like the reverse checklist. Yeah. Like, instead of checking off all the stuff, like putting the list up that will never check yeah. off, put the stuff up that you did and yeah. then check it. Yeah. It's way more, you know, it's, we do so and it's much. it's real. It's real. Yeah. And it validates yeah. all that little stuff that you do all day yep. that is usually what's keeping you from doing the other stuff. And yep. I love that she had self-care on it. Yes. And that she checked it. Good Hell yes. job. Good job. Failures. Fail. You suck. Oh, failures. It was that month for me. What do you have, Teresa? I have a pile, too. It I is that pi- month. It is just... Um, so Simon's in pre-K, and they just started having homework <laughs> to, like, get them <laughs> get ready for to... kindergarten, whatever. It's, but it's... So they send it home at the beginning of the week, and you bring it back at the end of the week. And oh man, yeah. How are you doing with that? Because that just seems like the kind of thing that you hate. Well, no, I don't mind. Like, actually, Simon's into the homework, and I, I'm happy to help him with it. I was but just it's thinking the of the bringing paper. It, yes, yes, <laughs> bringing it home and bringing it back. Yes. And the funny thing is, is the, the best part of this is the teachers are like, and actually, we don't really, we're not too worried about like what's on the homework. Right. We're really just trying to train you guys to bring something home and bring it back. And I was just like, that's the fucking part I do need to learn how to do. That's right. Um, it's your homework. Yeah, it's, it's totally his. my homework. Ugh. And so it was the first week. And Simon doesn't go to school on Fridays, so we didn't bring it on 
Friday because there's homework Thursday night. So we didn't bring it on Friday. And then it was a long weekend. We were away. (laughs) So, of course, I forgot to bring it on Tuesday, which was the first day back. So the first, the very first, ladies and gentlemen, week of homework Mm. I forgot, and I can't blame Simon. He's four, right? You know, this is totally up to you. Yeah, bad. I forgot to bring it to him, so he was the only child. Nice, nice. That is wow. That's a failure. Yeah, it's 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 going to be hard. Yeah, I just kind of like when I went to pick him up at the end of the day, I just like brought it in, snuck it in, and like dropped it in. (laughs) And like the funny thing was is that like there wasn't even any homework left in the like inbox because it had all been taken out. I just like stuck it there, like not going to say anything to anybody. The wind just blew it in. You must have missed it. You must have missed it. It's been there all this time. It's been there the whole time. Yeah. What's wrong with you, (laughs) teacher? Ah, well, that's impressive. Okay. Some people on our. Uh, crafting one by another craft along, mm. uh, which by the way, I have a friendship bracelet for you to give you. Adorable. Was, it was an adorable little side project That's that everybody great. got to do. I, I like, love friendship make bracelets. One for Teresa. Oh, um, anyway, uh, I posted a picture of me and Katie Bell and Ellis working with some beads. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Katie Bell's doing this very like serious face and she has her necklace on. And I realized, like, everybody's like, oh my gosh, like how serious she looks. And like people are like, oh, so sweet comments. And I was like, okay. I actually feel incredibly guilty when I see Katie Bell making that face. Mm. And it is because uh, for the last year, it slowly has developed where when you take a picture, she does this weird, like, I call it the Walmart smile, the Olin Mills smile, Mm. the, like, mall photography studio smile. Mm. I don't know where she's getting it from, like, where she puts her head, like, in a weird cutesy position and, Mm. like, gives it this, like, weird smile and, like, Mm. weird eyes. And she, it looks awful. Mm. She never looks... she doesn't, in fact, it's not look natural. cute, yeah. and it doesn't look natural, and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I finally, like, last week was like, Katie Bell, I need you to stop it. Stop making <laughs> the faces. Just look like yourself. <laughs> you're so pretty, and you're so all these things. Just, like, uh-huh. don't do the eeky, eeky, and, like, whatever. Uh-huh. And now, so, so now she just gives me this, like, totally doesn't know what to do with her face, like, serious kind of thing. And she looks great. Mm-hmm. But... Simultaneously, I feel like I crushed her a little bit. I crushed something fun that she was doing or that she thought she was supposed to be doing or like, and I crushed it. You did. I really crushed it. it, And I feel awful. So there you go. Well. Yeah. So that's what that face is, everybody. Hi, Viz and Teresa. I've got a fail. I had the world's first migraine today. And of course, I can't take anything for it because my one-and-a-half-year-old is never going to stop nursing. Um, and shout-out to my friends, though, who uh, totally helped out and let me lie down for a little bit and watched him, and so that's awesome. But anyways, after I finally got him down to bed and put away dinner and cleaned the kitchen, I decided I was just going to take a nice, relaxing bath that I've been wanting to take all day, and I made it really hot, and I put on a podcast, and I got in, and I relaxed, and then I noticed there was some stuff floating around in the tub. And of course, earlier today, my toddler had pooped in the tub, and I mostly cleaned it up, but I guess not entirely. <sighs> and I just decided I'm not going to care. I'm still in the tub on the phone <laughs> right now, and I'll take a shower after, I guess. But it's already on me if it's on yeah. me, right? Bye. Yeah, it's too oh late. I mean, it's too late, like jumping out. Like, yeah. like you're on fire. Yeah. You're still on fire. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. The, the, like the two, yeah, yeah. It, this is like a low failure. Yeah. Uh, giving up on myself. The opposite of self-care. Like yeah. When you confuse self-care 
with low self. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, you're failing you as a person. The greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you. Teresa. Yes. Let's call da, 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 a dad this week. Cool. I know it is always cool when we mix it up and call some dads. It is. This week, we are calling Brian Gordon, the creator of Foul Language Comics, which is a comic strip about parenting that people are kind of going bananas about right now because <laughs> uh, it, it's actually very excellent. Uh, welcome, Brian. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. So we're going to start off not talking about your comic strip or what you do uh, and, ask, <laughs> <laughs> and ask you, who lives in your house? Uh, well, it's myself, my wife, my two kids, Max and Phoebe, who are seven and four, and <laughs> I have two elderly dogs who are about 13 and 11. So. Wow. That is, you got a full house. Something else we started uh, bringing back, asking our guests, is what did you think being a parent was going to be like? We have a lot of lofty visions. For me, it was a lot of guitar playing and singing on the floor, and my children want zero part of that. Uh, But, like, what did you think? What were your visions of parenthood and life with kids would be like? And was it anything like that after after it happened? Uh, Sure. No, I I thought... Where I was told that uh, parenting would be this uh, amazing, magical—I uh, don't know—I just had like these very lofty visions of like me and my son, you know, like playing catch in the backyard and just, you know, like oh, you know, just a real kind of uh, beaver cleaver kind of crazy, wonderful, romantic vision, and it just ended up being just a big pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> At least initially, initially. When my uh, my wife and I took all the classes, you know, that you're supposed to do the breastfeeding and what to do and take them home and blah, blah, blah. But in none of those classes, you know, it's like, oh, this is how you feed the kid. I'm like, how do you deal with the crushing depression and sleeplessness? Right. They never lost over that. And my, my son, who I, you know, like, who I was just so crazy about and, you know, but he just hated me. Just the sight of me would uh. make him scream when I would come home from work. So I would yeah. drive home from work at like five miles an hour, like, oh God, when I walk in, he's going to scream. And he, oh. would, he would just, my wife stayed home with him for the first, whatever, four months or whatever she was off from work. And I walk in the door and he would just start screaming like, who is he? Just, I'm like, oh, God. So it was, I went through like the kind of the father version of like uh, postpartum, yeah. whatever sort of thing. So it was, it was really crushing. And, um, and, you know, fast forward now, like we're best buddies and I just love more than anything in the world, but you know, it was super hard when I first started. So, well, you know, you know, it, we, we, the world pretty much dismisses dad. I mean, like moms get dismissed a lot, but dads get uber dismissed <laughs> i think when it comes yeah. to that adjustment period you know like yeah. I, I think like every parent can say oh yeah my kid only my kid only wants me they never want my husband they never you know what i mean yeah. but then like the other side of that i remember stefan went through something my husband went through something similar when katie bell was like two and was definitely going through a only mama phase because it goes in the cycles and that's the other thing they don't tell you is that it comes around 
again and again in different forms. <laughs> but yeah. uh, he was just finally just like, this is really hurting my feelings, everybody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a sort of thing where you're just, you know, I'm like, I am literally killing myself for you. Like, yeah. if you could just, like, not <laughs> scream when you see me, that would be that would be a nice start. That would be a nice start if you just, like, not act like, you know, the monster just walked in the room when I can, like, so. Let's move on to what we all do want, which is the comic strip. Uh, I want to talk okay. a little bit about you always wanted to be a cartoonist is something that you have said in other interviews as yes. well as in your bio. And I, after reading so many of your comic strips uh, where you sort of have this like, you know, I am from the future and I'm watching my kid go through this moment's you know, sort sure. of reality about it. You know, when you told your parents, I was wondering like what your parents thought about it. Did they, were they like, oh, great. My kid wants to be a cartoonist. And then the very next strip is like, oh, shit, my kid wants to be a cartoonist, you know, like to no, each other. You know, it's, it's funny. The, um, I, was the, excuse me, I was the third of three kids. And, <laughs> so they didn't uh, care. <laughs> it, and my parents were all parented out by the time yeah. I came around. Uh, so, like, my first sister, uh, she was born deaf. And that was, like, 50-plus years ago. And at the time... People just didn't know, know what to do with that sort of thing. They right. were just like, oh, keep them inside. Or they might get <laughs> deaf on other kids right. or something. <laughs> so, and my parents didn't know what the hell to do with her. So they were just, yeah, so they were just winging it. So they were just worn out from that. Then they had my <laughs> other sister, and she was just a hellraiser. And so she was just out partying and going crazy. And so when I came along and they're like, what's your deal? I'm like, I'm just sad and I want to draw cartoons. And they're like, can't. Can you do that quietly? I'm like, yeah, okay, do that. That's great. Just, just that's fine. That's fine. And and I think they they were uh, prescient enough to to recognize that you know if I wasn't doing cartoons, it's you know the fact that I didn't go into the sciences. You know, it's right. not like we're missing out on like a cancer cure. Right, right. And it's like if only Brian had applied that great big brain of his to some other things, like. It's pretty much cartooning, or I'm on like a highway off ramp with a cardboard sign or something. So this is <laughs> this is really for the best. Uh, uh, no, they were totally on board. Well, okay, so it's fairly obvious that foul language uh, comics is about ex- your experience parenting. I'm going to assume it is inspired yep, by absolutely. your own parenting experiences. Uh, but the ducks, uh, the how did you choose uh, the ducks as your characters, and do they free you from some of the challenges that drawing like people present? Well, the uh, the, the origin story of the ducks is, is a fairly simple and stupid one. Uh, <laughs> it's I, I was just I was trying to think. I had a previous comic uh, called Chuck and Beans, which is about uh, two youngish uh, characters, and they're a bunny and a dog, but. Uh, there were these two single childless guys, and uh, I was uh, becoming increasingly less young, and I wasn't, and I had two kids, and I was married, and I'm like, and so much of the stuff I write is, uh, you know, it's autobiographical, so it's like, I'm just writing from memory, and this is getting really, really hard. So <laughs> I, hate, um, I hate those two guys now. You know, it was just getting kind of sad where I was just like, talking to my millennial friends like, hey, young people, what do young people do? Right, right. Just sad and, <laughs> like, kind of 
stupid, and so I'm like, I need something that's more relevant to me. So I just sat down and I started doodling in my sketchbook. And like, and uh, in my process of my doodles, I, I drew this little duck, and the duck had a little word balloon as I was just doodling, and the, the duck said "fuck," and I was like, yeah. and then I just, so like, and I just kind of doodled underneath it, foul language, he he, just a little joke for myself, and. Then I was kind of going through, I'm like, yeah, there's something about that duck that swears too much. So uh, I was like, uh, for lack of a better idea, I'll just go with this duck. And ducks are just kind of silly, and there's not a lot of swearing duck parent cartoons out there. No, so no, I, it seems like you kind of cornered that market yeah, a little bit. I, I'm, in, I'm at least in the top five. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's just sort of thing that I'm like... For lack of a better idea, I'll just run with this. So, well, is it unusual for a comic strip uh, about parenting to be from the dad perspective? I mean, I was trying to think about uh, other parenting comic strips I read, and you know, like Zits and Foxtrot, which I adore, and um, Baby Blues. The, the, those guys nail it every week. But it's usually sure. from both. Uh, parents are involved. It's like both perspectives. And this is very uniquely a dad duck perspective. Uh, is that is that rare? I mean, I don't have time to read enough uh, comics to know. <laughs> sure. You know, I, I think it's, it's kind of a, it's an outlier of sorts. You yeah. know, the, and it wasn't like a, you know, a conscious decision. Like, I'm just going to, you know, like set the world on fire with my dad only. Whatever. But uh, <laughs> it was just the sort of thing where, like so much, you know, I do a, a fair amount of just, you know, silly, absurdist sort of jokes and yeah. stuff, but um, the the bulk of my comics are just, they come from an autobiographical place, you know, like these are my worries, my concerns, my, you know, failings, whatever that I'm just sharing with people. And, uh, and it's sort of thing that I, it's not like I can only write from my perspective, you know, when I sit down and I'm, you know, trying to bang something and it's like, okay, these are the things that I'm freaked out about. And, and yeah. I could, you know, there's, and sometimes those are like kind of universal things and, you know, like, and a million other people can relate to, you know, kids talking funny or messing up words. And other times it's like, no, that's just on you, bro. That's yeah. just your <laughs> like, And uh, so I'm sure if like my wife were to, you know, uh, write a comic or something. She'd probably have other, you know, issues that were, you know, more uniquely hers. But, you know, these are just kind of like, you know, I, I guess I come from it like, well, well, I can't speak for her. I can't speak for anybody else. Right. But these are just kind of, this is what I'm freaked out about. This is what I'm losing sleep over. This is, you know, what drives me nuts or what, you know, I'm goofy about today. So. Well, I think what part of the appeal is that you managed to strike this really great balance of like sort of the desperation and the humor and the darkness that is having children while coming across at the same time as genuinely loving your kids. Like not, hey, there's no like a lot of times there's a real easy line uh, in joking about being a parent where you're also just being a jerk to your family or your kids yeah. uh, or, or yourself sure. or yourself. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. and I, and I think dads have a unique uh, issue or problem given how long dads have been portrayed in everywhere as, you know, either not involved at all yeah. with the kids or oh, I don't know how to put a diaper on a baby, you know, like dumb yeah. old dad. But like, I, you know, how much are you, is any of that, like, uh, on purpose again, or is it just that, like, where you're coming from, this honesty of just being a dad, and maybe that's just something that's very unique to to have come across in a public way? Uh, how much responsibility do you take for it? 
Well, you know, I, I think it's just, again, it just kind of comes from a very, um, like, this is my experience. I mean, I know, you know, 40-whatever years ago, like, the whole, like, uh, Mad Men, Don Draper, like, yeah. look, I just come home and I have my scotch and the wife <laughs> takes care of the kids and, you know, try and keep them quiet. You know, it's like, that's, you know, that's great. And that may have been the norm before, but, you know, now it's like a all hands on deck situation. Yeah. And, well, I, you know, we, again, we, we, people are really enjoying the comic strip. You seem to have tapped into some, to something that is, is oddly not unique, but at the same time, when you find it, you're like, oh my gosh, why don't I ever get to see that and, you know, have that experience and read something that's that relatable to me and that's, you know, Teresa and I always talk about how surprising it is when people are like, I feel the same way. You know, you're like, well, we don't talk about that enough, do we? We should be talking about it more that we all feel the same way. And you you managed to do it, again, in such a a nice way. And you've got, actually, this is very exciting, a book coming out March 22nd of your work. I do. I do. It's uh, uh, March 22nd. It's my first collection of cartoons called uh, Welcome to Parenting. And uh, (laughs) I'm I'm super excited about it. I'm... uh, yeah, things have been kind of a whirlwind where I, I got laid off from uh, my job in June and I was kind of like, uh, and I was greeting card artists at Hallmark and I was like, well, what the hell do I do now as a job? I mean, like me with my no marketable skills, I'm like, I <laughs> guess I'll just double down on this whole cartooning thing. And so I just, uh, and luckily it's gain traction and enough people yeah. are reading it now so they're they're making a book out of the damn thing so um i'm hoping it does well so well i think it's just i, I think it's great and you totally deserve it because again it's it's a spot-on strip brian thank you so much for joining us Oh, I thank you so much. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. It, it, it has been for us as well. And I know our listeners are super excited about uh, getting to know you better. Uh, so, again, thank you so much. And we'll link everybody up to the comic strip and uh, let people know how to find out about the book when it comes out. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Thank- bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. such a nice perspective from the I mean it was like just a, that was good on two levels for me yeah one nice to hear from some dads and and I also uh you know I'm a big big fan of the comic strip he just just nails it repeatedly yeah um and I it, again I think it's so important uh what his voice is for all parents to sort of see that connection with the struggles and yet it doesn't mean you hate your kid or mm-hmm. you have to be mean about your kid or say something ugly about your kid to communicate that. You can still show that frustration and still come across as a loving parent, right? Like, I, totally. and they're like, no, I mean, it's not like he pokes fun at his partner or like at anybody. Yeah. It's just like the, the parenting situation. The situation. Yeah. And it, it's just so nice. It's yeah. Why I assume it's doing so well. So good job. Yeah, good job. Uh, you know what else helps us do better? Hmm. Uh, that is listening to a mom have a breakdown. Oh, yeah. Hi, Biz and Teresa. I am a newly unemployed mother of two who I love very much. They're eight. And um, 
one's my stepson who finds it very difficult to love me, but I love him very much. And my husband is a physician and he loves his job and he loves his patients, but he works all the time. And I'm just having a really hard time trying to um, keep my identity, even know what my identity is anymore. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I feel so lucky that I'm able to be a stay-at-home mom. But sometimes it's just so hard <laughs> to think about um, trying to do it sort of all by myself as far as all of the legwork. And it's really hard not to be um, resentful towards my partner for being gone, but also realizing that he is um, doing a very important job for us. And I'm just trying to, again, figure out who I am and where I fit in this world, Um, coming from a job that I absolutely loved, but I just couldn't, I couldn't juggle everything. And um, yeah, I'm just trying to figure everything out. And thank you for letting me rant. Bye. I tell you, <clears throat> I, wow. I know. Like, yeah. it's such, like, I hear her and I think about me at the start of the show mm-hmm. and I think about the call from like last week where the mm-hmm. woman's like mad at her hairdresser for her husband's going to the hospital and like yeah. <laughs> thinking like like all the varying degrees of the pressure we put on ourselves to not only try and handle whatever emotionally we're going through but to also sort of deny ourselves the right to be stressed out or be upset Mm -hmm. and compare ourselves Mm -hmm. to the rest of the world. And I mean, I think you made a really good point at the top of the show that we say it all the time on the show. It's your own universe that matters. And I like hearing her, I think it's such a, a valid point that, you know, even if your situations aren't the same, what is the same is that struggle with trying to figure out what is best for you and the people around you, mm-hmm. right? Like that's, you know, I think we can sometimes, I think about the message board stuff and like how people like just freak out about stuff and it goes south really fast. And it's because we're not looking at the universal thing that is shared in whatever is being talked about. We are thinking about uh, the the things that surround it, the case it comes in, mm-hmm. you know, the core is that, you're feeling isolated or the core is that you don't know how to identify with yourself anymore because there are circumstances that have changed around you or you feel, you know, uh, really frustrated or sad, like whatever it is, that's the thing that we all share. Mm -hmm. It's whether it's a job change or whether it's a medical issue or, you know, a parent being sick or somebody not coming home, like whatever that is, that's the outside stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's somehow the stuff that we wind up focusing on. And then it, makes us not forgive ourselves for not knowing what to do. And I think losing that transition of going from working Mm -hmm. to not working, Mm -hmm. no matter when that happens or how it happens or why it happens, or even if you were the first one in line to say, I want to do it, Mm -hmm. there is something about suddenly not getting public approval (laughs) for what you're doing on a daily basis. You know what I mean? And there's the frustration she's feeling of like, I, I loving a job and not being able to do it 
well because of all the other, you know, like once you have kids, sometimes the thing you were passionate about uh, becomes something that you can't enjoy anymore because you're so tight. Like I think about like your brain last week where you're like, oh, I can only do a few things. Well, it's also what that what struck me about that conundrum is like we just continually as a society keep underestimating the work of the home stuff. And like when one partner is working more than full time, when one partner has like one of those careers or or working two jobs or whatever it is that really keeps them out of the house for so many hours a week that they aren't able to really do the the work at the home, right. the work of the raising of the kids and the the cooking and the cleaning and the errands and the whatever the house needs and the and homework, the, all and of that, that stuff. Right. Um. Obviously, the person working is contributing enormously, yeah. and that is super helpful. But I think we just we keep underestimating the home stuff, and yeah. like if one partner works more than like a forty hour work week, like something's got to. I mean, there's some, it's got to get, that's getting picked up somewhere else. Yeah. So the other partner, if the other partner is working too, that's really hard. I mean, yeah. that's really hard. I mean, everybody's working, but I'm saying if the other partner is working outside the home as yeah. well, or, you know, I mean, it's just, there's too much sometimes. That's the thing, there's that just it's too, too much, much sometimes. Yeah. And the thing that we talk about all the time for, for you, our caller, is this is a really hard transition. Mm-hmm. What you're doing is is really emotionally hard and unsettling. Who knows, you know, uh, when when you think you're going to work all the time in a public office, you know, whatever that is, mm-hmm. and then suddenly you, you shift into this private role, mm-hmm. that's hard. Really and hard. it's really hard to allow yourself to feel like you can do any self-care for yourself. Yeah. Because, again, it's so unvalidated, the work that that, that is. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you will give yourself some self-care. And I hope you will, you know, uh, be assertive in asking for what you need mm-hmm. to make this adjustment work better for you. Yeah. And I think I totally agree. And I think that um, I think that saying like I like focusing on I don't know who I am anymore is it that is a real and valid yeah. concern but like I think when we're I've been there and yeah. like when I'm fo- when I'm focusing on that it's really hard to just answer that question like mm-hmm. it's impossible to just like ding ding you found the answer I think that like the only way I've like been able to pull myself out of that place is by all the little things I'm doing every That's day you point. know what I mean yeah. like walking every day you know do, t- taking care of whatever you know making a list for what needs to be done around the house and getting through those things and you know um looking into one you know unrelated activity right. or thing that I can go do or book that I want to read or you know friend that I want to call on the phone like doing all of those things yeah those are gonna get you out of this you know that's gonna yeah. pull you out of this place I think that's a really good point you know yeah I I like that a lot there's something about not asking the big question. Yeah, yeah. That, like, of the past. Yeah. And picking the future, the small future yeah, questions. It will get you there. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, because we all know that 
coming out on the other side of this and you come out of it again and again and again. I don't know why we all think we're going to come out the exact same each time. We come out new, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's okay. Yeah. And and that's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? As opposed to like, you know, maybe our old self was really awesome, but our new self can also be awesome too. Just in a totally different way. Yes. Um, Regardless... You are doing a really good job. Yes, you, know you what I are mean? like, such a good job. You're, you're being super kind to the other people in your family. Yeah. And which it's a lot easier to not do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so yeah. good job. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I hope you will be equally kind to yourself as you go through this and know that you are not alone. Yeah. Uh, lots of of people are going through this at this very minute. So I, you're just doing a remarkable job. And I'm excited to find out who you do become, (laughs) right? Like somebody super unstoppable. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. What did we learn today? We learned a lot today. It was an interesting show. Hmm. We learned that Teresa is Everything's about to come up, Teresa. Sure is. super golden. (laughs) I've been putting my pennies in the bank. (laughs) (laughs) Go Team Thorn, who loves some challenges. Thorns love a challenge. Thorns love a challenge. Just, I love it so much. Uh, We also learned that sometimes we can be totally paralyzed by not having an answer for something. Oh, God, yes. And that's okay. And, you know, I... I, I appreciate everything you said, and I, I it helped getting it out. Okay, good. It's still one of those things, I think, where it keeps surprising me as a parent mm-hmm. that I find myself in these, like, situations of, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And, you know, even though there's another voice in my head saying, it's going to sort itself out, mm-hmm. but, like, in that moment of just feeling stuck, yeah. eh, it's not the best being stuck's not the best, not guys. The best. So there's there's a yeah. takeaway. Yeah. Also learned that internet message boards or any sort of gathering mm-hmm. on the internet can be a wonderful place of support and advice and friendship. And it can also be a place of total derailing and awfulness. <laughs> uh, and it really... Fu- and you know what? Here's the honest truth. is For me, the big takeaway is... It's kind of the same as what I've been learning as a parent since becoming a parent in general, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, it's probably on me. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Mm, if I'm feeling threatened or judged, how much is that the other person? I mean, outside of the jerks that are in the world, which we all know exist, blah, blah, blah. They're in their own little camp. Mm-hmm. You know, of just being jerks and they show up on the Internet and they show up in our lives and like whatever. But for the most part, the person asking you how you're feeling when you're pregnant or the person asking you, how do you do that? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. aren't probably saying it in a mean way. How much of it is it on me uh, allowing myself to feel that somebody's good fortune is being done at me or somebody's kid sleeping through the night is being done at me mm-hmm. or somebody's breastfeeding choice is being done at me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more important lesson is I can also just shut my mouth and scroll on mm-hmm. and not answer questions and not respond. And the other big takeaway is if you join a group, know what the group is actually about. Go mm-hmm. read the group description. Mm-hmm. It's very insightful. Mm-hmm. Can I say one more thing about that? Please. We definitely do want to just say real quick oh, yeah. that our group is, is amazing. Fucking amazing. It's 
you guys, all of you who've been participating in the group, yeah. whether you've been there a while or you're just joining, uh, just thank you so much for being awesome and yeah. making that place awesome. Because um, I don't think it actually falls to, I mean, I think the guidelines we set up help. Mm-hmm. However, I feel like they're just there. Yeah. But what makes the place group, what makes the group work yeah. is you guys. Yeah. It is, you guys really respect yeah. each other. Yeah. And I've even seen things, what's so beautiful about uh, our page, mm-hmm. um, and part of me is like, uh, but no one go join it <laughs> because <laughs> I don't want to get out of control. But like, is I've seen those moments where you read somebody's comment and you're like, why did that person put that there? Mm-hmm. And the group like either just moves on and never comments about it, which is beautiful, which is a great yeah. way to respond. Yeah. If somebody says something, you don't have to respond back. You don't have to incite it. No. Let their comment just be out there. Let it lie. Let it lie, yeah. which is a beautiful way that I've seen people respond. And I learned so much from that. And uh, or people will be very honest. Like, I think uh, I have learned to try and be from you, which is I'm just going to say that made me feel a certain way. Or mm-hmm. I'm just going to say I don't really want to hear that advice. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And being really nice and people yeah. take stuff offline, which is really smart. Yeah. And I just everybody's doing such a good job. Yeah. And I am so proud that people call that you know, our page, one of the yeah. nicest places on the internet. Yeah. Uh, and I, that's a that's a real honor to me and Teresa, and that's you guys. So yeah, really... Yeah, you guys are the best. Yeah, thank you so much. Good job. Teresa? Yes. You are doing an incredibly good job. Thank you. So I, are you, Biz. Thank you. Everybody out there, you guys are killing it. You're doing great. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, fussing by, I throw down mama blue. Oh, said Daddy, baby, fussing by, I throw down mama blue. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.